0: As ever, we have Anne lord Jackson. Hello, Anne. Hello. It is good to be here. Yes, uh, and you're back from Miami.
1: <laughs> I am literally <laughs> slept for about twelve hours last night, so we'll wait and see how this <laughs> how this session goes. But yeah, no, really nice to be really nice to be home. Brilliant to experience it, a, a different culture and a different way of being. Um, you come back and think, actually, I'm quite happy to see a bit of rain. <laughs> see how long that lasts. But yeah different senses though rain
0: and heat different effects
1: oh oh, i tell you the whole experience and i I took a video in the airport because i just thought these these guys have got it sussed um okay i i had to because if i knew if i can't sleep i'm i'm not i'm not a good person to be with so i thought this is the first time ever i'm going to go business class so i can actually sleep on the journey back well at least that was the theory <laughs> the reality is something else, but at least I was lying flat. That was good, that was gorgeous. Um, but so waiting in in the lounge, I thought I'm gonna video this because I've never experienced anything like it before. Um, but they had different zones, and I thought it is amazing how much of luxury, depending on how you define that term, but it's based on the sensory qualities of somewhere. So I went around the airport with, with, with my video. Um taking note of the different areas within the lounge that you could go to. So they had actually labelled it quiet space. So obviously for auditory, airports are really, really busy places. Normally they are full of sights and sounds and smells. Sparkly things were everywhere. But actually for those who pay, you get a reduced sensory experience. Because they obviously recognise that that is is really helpful for some people. Why they can't do it for all? That's yeah, that's probably in, in years to come that would be nice. But I understand if, if people are paying for it, then they can get less sensory experience. So they are these quiet zones, and they'd really toned the um, the lights down. So you had you not only was it quiet, the lights were down, just really reduced sensory experiences. The chairs were more spread, so the kind of the whole tactile everything was there. You had uh, seats where you could have a little vibration. Um, So I thought, oh, brilliant for for the tactile system to just to calm to calm that those senses down. If vibration works for you, for some that would be quite highly alerting, so that wouldn't necessarily be great. But places where again folks could lie um the food obviously the, the standard of the, of the food was of uh just a higher a higher nature um and it was just it was just fascinating and you went through these little pods these little pockets and zones of higher lighting but still quiet and then you had noisier places But lower lighting you had noisier places with higher lighting and more i was just yeah going through and dissecting all the sensory experiences as you go through it and the types of chairs that were available the different types of heights and i thought well done it's not just standard it is individualized it is personalized so you really could choose the the texture of your of of your seating the lighting and they didn't have smells actually there you go Miami airport you could uh, <laughs> have a, some some different smells in there um but yeah no really really impressed really impressed and 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 lovely to experience it's quite nice for me is it <laughs> I get excited about the smallest of things really and that's okay
0: <laughs> it's really interesting that you're looking at it and not surprisingly but you're looking at it from the perspective of of the senses in terms of different um parts of the airport because I would never excuse me i would never sort of consciously think oh this is a different sensory area i would just sort of drift more. i like airports i don't really go flying much but i, I love planes so um right. but but yeah that that's an interesting perspective um so what were the things that you were struggling with the most then in terms of the sensory i guess sensory overload probably more likely in an environment like that
1: yeah and i think because of lack of sleep um because i mean yeah it it, it was a fair I think mean, so. Over twenty-four hours of a, of a journey from various places, and of course, then I had to fly back to Jersey. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, so those links there. Um, I can't remember what you just asked me, probably because my brain. <laughs> but, but I do remember. I, I was going. I, it was like quiet, <clears throat> lots of light. Um, so it's 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 just good to know the kind of things. I suppose spontaneously, like you, you would just drift into an area that you felt more comfortable if you had the choice. Um, but yeah, I, I was consciously paying attention to where, where my, where my own self was being, um, but quiet, more space. I love leather as, as a texture. So, and, and I was definitely paying attention to the types of seating that, that was going to, 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 fit, um, how relaxed I wanted to be. And I thought I actually wanted to work. So I thought I actually need a seat that's a bit more for, higher up and that has something for me to be able to put things in so I could be in the right kind of body position, um, but yeah, do you remember, actually remember what you've just asked me? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: No, just, maybe a little bit of jet lag, perhaps. Um, no, I was just saying, what sort of, what were the overloads for you? Because what's interesting was how you looked at it as um, you could pay for business class and you could get a, I suppose, in a sense, a better sensory, uh, a more personalised experience for yourself. That's more tailored yes. to what you actually cope with. And you said, why can't it all be like that? I mean, obviously, it's going to mm-hmm. be, they can make money. So, of course, they will. However, I was just, I don't know, <laughs> random. I remember watching Monsters Inc., the cartoon film. Yeah. And as you watch the film, everyone's got different clothes because they're all different monsters. So, therefore, some have got four heads, some have got two arms, and you've got all these chairs that are utterly unique to <laughs> the wide array. And I just think, when well, I remember watching and thinking, well, oh, that's never going to happen. But actually, <laughs> what you're describing to some extent, did because you've got different places
1: yeah it really was it's like you have the opportunity at Goldilocks you can go and choose (laughs) um yeah yeah beautiful but I because in the main hall everything is happening there are so many people that that, there really is quite it, it is quite overloading unless you're happy in that space but when you've just when you've been traveling a lot already understandably just a bit more space and peace uh and, and and lack of lack of sensory input uh, definitely definitely nice
0: fine okay so um, it makes us it, it it brings itself to an um, a logical kind of topic really of how do you travel with children well how do you travel if you've got sensory issues well so there's going to be a what can you do beforehand so like my wife Jo I'm going to go on a ferry so I'll take a, an anti sickness thing because she can't cope with the rocking motion so that's something that she can do to reduce a sensory overload problem Mm -hmm. but what what are the simple preventions that we can do um and yeah that really
1: yeah yeah for shorter flights i would always be going to set the system up first um and mainly because muscle work is one of the best Um, and one of the easiest in a way to, to to get in. So it would be trying to go for some if you've got children be going, trying to go to a play zone beforehand. If airports actually have play zones, uh, I think every airport should do. That was definitely a, a lack that I didn't see, but maybe also because I didn't ask because I didn't have smaller children with me. Um, but it would definitely be a something to find out uh if there is a place in the airport and if there isn't, the hour before your flight, go to either an indoor area if it's raining or get outside in the play parks. Um, get plenty of proprioceptive input into the system, which will be very organising and calming um, uh, beforehand. So, and then it's 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 getting your pack, get getting a pack of stuff that you can take with you, with your uh, headphones or ear defenders. Or sometimes just a band, just to block out the sounds a little bit more, uh, or download something onto your on, onto a phone or a device so that you can actually listen to things to, to block out the auditory. Um, then having lots of fiddles you can play with and things to push on and pull on. I love therabands because they're really tidy, they're really tight and small to pack, but you can you can put them all the way around your body. So you can put them around your back. And pull with your hands so that you're giving your, your, your upper body some work, uh, to do. You can put them around your feet if you're sitting then in, in a plane and you can put them around your feet and you can pull up, uh, and have that resistance. So although you're not able to get up and walk around the plane, you can still be giving yourself some input, uh, for those who might want to fidget, uh, who might want to get up and move around and they're not allowed to. And that's hard if you've got a toddler and you've got to strap them in, especially for takeoff. But it's trying to have as many things as you possibly can to distract them at that time. The fact we've got so many phones these days is, is brilliant. At least we can use the audit, sorry, the visual system to distract and to try and keep people, um, as, as in one place as possible. But for those who physically would be up and needing to move, then making sure that you've got, um, physical things for them to do. And, and as bigger, as bigger movements as possible, because you can do little fidgets with the, with the hands. Those little poppets are definitely favorites at the moment. Um, but if you can try and get more muscle work, that would be good. And anything that you can also blow and suck and chew on. So having plenty food, making sure it's like plenty chewy food would be good if you do have kind of blow toys it would making make sure that they're not the noisy ones so they're not not the likes of whistles or harmonicas things that you might have at home that i would often recommend but um little things that you can blow in and that makes something move or you blow it up or that you blow a little ball you get these little things where you can blow a ball up in the air and then try and catch it um you might lose it around the plane but at least if <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> if you don't lose them you'll be fine um, but yeah, it's it's trying to use the senses as, as possible. But it, the kind of the the preparation beforehand is is very much get a good bag of stuff with you, and then try and set the the sensory systems up as much as possible before you actually get on get on the plane. Uh, yeah, those would be those would be my recommendations.
0: I guess as um, a parent, uh, try and <laughs> tablets and phones are great. But we also need to think about other people's sensory overloads. So it's not going to be particularly helpful, especially in a small little narrow thing like a plane, if you're dealing with the sensory overload of a child or a, a you know, vulnerable adult and you're winding up everybody around you who's now sensory overloaded. So um, there is that element of let's just be cautious of, yes, let's help someone to deal with their sensory issues. But of course, don't overload everybody else at the same time. So hence, you saying not noisy stuff and phones and tablets. Headphones, simple <laughs> one for me.
1: Yeah
0: absolutely headphones for whoever's listening yeah. Yeah I think there's and it's bad enough in a restaurant isn't it if someone's got noisy children you can get frustrated and you try and be compassionate but if they've got a tablet that's blaring out which I've had a few nice meals ruined by that you just think headphones really (laughs) think about other people Um, yes and especially in a confine of a plane because you're with those people for quite some time so actually it's a really good opportunity not just to distract i suppose but also how can you help someone to learn to manage their own symptoms better when there's lots of people in a really really tight fine confined little place how would you go about that best
1: yeah i was just thinking as you were talking the, the we were in the gate um before leaving and, and and the guy next to me had his phone on and we was just playing a video and i'm thinking oh, you don't realize how inconsiderate it is until you're on the receiving end of it <laughs> and it's like like, uh, but I didn't know what to do and I thought well actually we're only at the gate and then you use your cognitive strategies to help you cope with something say look it's fine you know I I was fine at that point there was no sensory overload it was just it was just annoying (laughs) and it was just like well I understand he needs to do it maybe he forgot his headphones or that he's packed them in his baggage or you know you have to talk 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 yourself around so that you become more compassionate rather than wanting to turn around and 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 say something that would be appropriate not that
0: i would recommend that one but i came close once um right uh, let's look at medication um i mentioned that joe sometimes i forgot what they were called it's like an anti-motion sickness tablet thing yeah. she took um she said to me the other day oh ask Anne about this one i don't think it really works she says i'm sure it's just psychosomatic but i take it and if i don't i know i'm gonna have a problem so if i take it
1: i'm okay is this, yeah, or, oh, or oh, tell you those work, those work. Okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> when we, when we were away, part of, part of what we were doing as part of our business trip, that there was a reason for this, for, for going deep sea fishing. I know that I'm not good on the water, the vestibular system, especially as an SI therapist, it's really interesting when I'm on the swings, I have to be very careful about what I do and how I do it because I know that I have a sensitive vestibular system. I could do more to treat it, but I'm too busy doing other things to to do that and I'm fine. And I know that if I go anywhere, seasickness tablets are a go-to for me. So I was the only person on the boat that actually took the seasickness tablets because I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to manage everybody else all the other visitors um were actually sick on the boat wow. and that was really fascinating not being aware that well okay it was a bit rough but you know not not being aware that their that their systems might might do this and for someone it's the first time they'd ever got seasick they'd never actually experienced what it was to be seasick whereas they do now <laughs> And yeah. they're like, oh, okay yes i am so they do medication depending on what it is for um is really is really effective I think for some, for some occasions that there, there is a placebo effect, but no, I think most, most time, for, certainly from that perspective, there is no way that that would have a, a placebo uh, a, effect uh, for, for me, especially when everyone else is being sick. And you just think that would be enough to, to, to set you off. Sorry for, for talking about this for those <laughs> who might be sensitive, even just, just at the thought of all of this. Um, but medications, it generally is a really interesting one. Um, because For the most part, I would avoid it. And for any people who are coming to me, 95% of the time, I will say, can you wait before you start taking medication to work through my sensory super system to see if we can help regulate your system before... You go on medication because it is powerful because the senses underpin so much function and and we can change the neurophysiology with some of the treatments that we do. So it's like, well, give, give, would you give me a chance to to change what we can naturally first, and then we can see what's left over afterwards? Um, but the occasions where I would say yes go for it is is honestly if folks are utterly wiped out you know if if the parents if if we're talking about parents and they are getting no sleep at all then it's just like well it's going to be really hard for me to work with the parents when they are sleep deprived um so it's like well for for, for a season do you want to try the medication that will just help with sleep for them so that you can get sleep for now and then, you know, kind of come in and, and and see when you are more with it, when you feel able and capable of, of starting to address these, these needs, then we can hopefully then reduce, you know, reduce the, the, the medication and try and work on some of the more natural strategies to help the brain get to a better place um, in order to help them sleep, <coughs> excuse me.
0: But you mentioned how, because you were tired, because you're traveling, because you're in different time zones, obviously that's going to, in itself, that's going to do a number on anybody because it's 7am, why is it, you know, why is it lunchtime? What's going on? So that's going to, you know, screw anybody's brain up a little bit. But yeah. when you add sleep into that mix, which you mentioned, of course it's going to get worse. And I remember when I had a bad back one time, the doctor gave me some, not so much for my back, but he said, you need to sleep. Because if we can't get you to sleep, we're not going to deal with anything else because Now you're not thinking and we, like you say, you can't work with sleep deprived.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's only it's only when people are there, you know, are to wit's end and don't have the capacity to to push, to push through or to be able to, to, to work. Um, But that's more for the sake of the people who will be working with those who have sensory needs rather than the individual themselves um because if it's the individual sales and they've managed to contact me it's just like right let's go let's really apply it let's do what we can this weekend let's go for it now so that it's not for for some people we do need to wait months before things start to take effect but if you're ready to go and if you're keen and if you're committed it's just like right let's go you can learn an awful lot in a weekend and start putting things in start putting things into into place straight away so for those people who yeah who have the capacity let's just give full on 100% and change as much as we can as soon as we can um most people take it on a on a slightly more extended trip because it's much more manageable but then the the the, the needs aren't as high the, the pain points that we talk about they they're not as um not as painful you know if something's really painful if if you're really struggling you will give everything that you have to to try and sort that out um, so If yeah, folks are in that place, then it's just like yeah, come on in, and we'll 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 get to it, and we'll really we'll 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 work intensively to try and get the change as quickly as possible for you.
0: Um, It's the same thing though. If you're if you're in pain with a muscle, you take a medication that's going to reduce the pain in order for you to utilize that muscle to get it built up to strength. So in a sense, all you're really saying is, on the rare occasions that that sleep is needed, we're just resting literally the body in order that they can then work work the brain to do what needs to be done to help that person with their sensory issues which makes sense to me um but it's interesting how small a percentage it is that you're saying is it probably might be needing for that did you think that gets worse when it's been they've left it too long or they just haven't seen it
1: um i don't know i don't know because even i'm just trying to think is all the you know ADHD ones that come in It it's like no, I I, I'm still I'd still pretty high. I think because I believe in the power. I really and I know the power of sensory integration when it's done well. Hmm. Um. So and and I think until we've been able to assess it properly, until we really know what we're dealing with, I don't want medication to get in the way because it will dumb down some of the symptoms, and therefore we can't see we can't see the effect. Yeah of, of any, uh, I, I don't know then what I'm dealing with and I don't know what I'm not dealing with because the medication is getting in the way. I'd rather see the reality, of what their life is like so that we can actually see the, the, the realities of the change that is due to natural means by processing sensory information better. So I don't, that's why I suppose it, it is, it, it's only on a desperate measure that I would actually go down the medication route until people have been through the system. Once they've been through the sensory super system, then I'm confident that we really have done everything from my perspective that is as natural as possible. Um, and if there are still issues there, um, and then it's just like whatever you think it's their choice, you know, whatever you think is the best way forward for you to be able to cope for you, to be able to, to deal with the situation then then that's your choice but i feel totally at ease at that point that it's it, it's their choice and that we have done everything that we possibly can do from a sensory perspective and um, but because so much changes uh, that's why I'd, I'd much rather we have that approach than anything else
0: um right so you've you've had some real world very recent world, real world experience of, of travel Um we're coming towards christmas so perhaps next time we can look at christmas and strategies for parents grandparents perhaps because obviously parents who are working with their children or um they're more likely to be in the know if it's a, if it's a child with an issue but then you're bringing in uncles and aunts and you've got grandparents and you've got friends of the family kind of bolted on and um, perhaps next time we can look a bit more at that and some coping strategies. I'm thinking more so, really, for parents because it's such an overload for children at Christmas time.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's huge. I'd love that opportunity. I think that would be really good. Yeah. yeah. And any questions anybody has about anything specific? Yeah. Because there are so many, so many areas that we can touch upon, and that'd be really good.
0: Um, but give us one real world experience that you have learned about yourself, about your own sensory health, having been on planes, different time zones. Is there one kind of takeaway? Do you think? That's something I learned for general life for myself.
1: I am definitely, with my vestibule being what it is, it was, if yeah, if, if I cannot get to lie down on a plane, it is not worth me having the experience. <laughs> um, so for my vestibular system and, and proprioceptive system, for me to be sit- seated upright um, on, on a long term is, is not good. So the fact, although I didn't actually sleep, the fact that I could rest and I could actually be in a horizontal position, um, that was the best. I, I would have been very, I think I probably would have been quite agitated and really bothered had I not been able to at least lie down. Um, so for some people, it may be if if they have to do, I know maybe not everybody's going to do long haul or that, that those kind of journeys. Um, but it really would be, I, as I say, I, I I will not be heading over doing a long haul flight if I cannot afford to lie flat so whether it be you know big I'm not asking a big deal or stop you know what was it big borrow or (laughs) steal no I won't be doing the stealing but it would be like if I can't afford it if it's something I have to do it will genuinely be asking people um to be able to help me to afford to be able to lie flat because my vestibular system staying upright um for over 24 hours would not I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. So it's 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 perhaps not such a transferable skill, <laughs> and it's something that we take for granted. You know, we we lie down when we go to sleep, or if we want to rest. Some people might be able to sleep in a chair, um. But for my vestibular system, I need to be horizontal. And it was I I so appreciated those those times when I literally could just go flat, even if I didn't sleep or wasn't sleeping um that much because of just everything. Uh, it was still a really important for me to do that. And I would have been quite agitated not to.
0: And we've got to look after our health, ultimately. Is mm-hmm. it worth doing it if we're going to come back really agitated, really exhausted? Any positive can easily be overshadowed by our reaction to the bad parts.
1: Absolutely. And and that was my big test this time. because I thought this is the first time I'm trying it. Um, and, and I thought, oh, actually, this is doable. So if, if if there is a call or if it is the opportunity or yeah, somebody asks me to go and speak somewhere else or or to go for a conference or another business trip or whatever, then it's actually, yes, I can do it, but only if um I can actually lie flat. Which makes drive. sense.
0: <laughs> I, I get that. ex uh, trucker you're sitting up for a long time. Since as as I got on a break, I just wanted to lie down. And if I was in a truck where the seat didn't go very far back and there wasn't a bed, I would not be in a great place later on. I just, right. I just wanted to lie down somehow and just yeah. rest my head from having to sit and stare yeah and just to be relaxed
1: yeah yeah that's the horizontal <laughs> the horizontal vestibular plane
0: <laughs> no i i actually didn't have a name for that but now i know what it is yes i have that <laughs> i totally get that um, and thank you so much um somewhat like perhaps in all uh we're grateful as ever uh and you know next week we'll look at christmas we'll look at all the festivities of going to churches with children with candles with um in-laws giving noisy toys and everyone wanting to take hammers to them um toys you know all that stuff we can try and work out how can grandparents cope with children with noisy toys and all that we'll try and then We'll try and cover that. But as you said, if you've got any questions for Anne for next week, send them in. Email them to me here at hello at pure247radio.org. Hello at pure247radio.org. Send your questions to Anne or Jackson. And we will answer them as best we can next week. Right, And do you want to give us your website so people can get in touch with you?
1: Yes, great. Anne com. A-N-N-E-L-A-U-R-E jackson.com.
0: Right, thank you, Anne. we'll see you again next week
1: see you soon
0: bye pure 24 7 radio is listener supported which means we are free online and always pure because of the generous support of our listeners if you would like to contribute financially please visit pure 247 radio.org if you'd like to find out how we use your money please visit the our cost section Any donation of any size will help keep us on air and broadcasting for free. Thank you.